Hey, I should uh, listen to at some point. I don't know. I guess we're going to start this thing. Why? Because I said so. Um, welcome to Ladies in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Thank you. Thank you. We are here to talk about shocker women in Star Wars. Wait, what? I, I know. I, I know I told you we're going to talk about the green aliens. I thought we were talking about Wookiees. There are lady Wookiees. That's true. That's true. true. Very true. Uh, Come on. Thank you. Okay, so hi, I am Bria Lavornia. I am the managing editor over at Tasha Station. I also run the White Hot Room, and I'm part of the First, and I do a zillion other things, so I will stop that list right there. I am your moderator today for this lovely, charming panel, and I'm going to let my panelists introduce themselves, starting with the other Tasha Station lady to my left. I'm Shoshana. I am a uh, writer and podcaster for the Tasha Station Network. Um, which is the website Bria was just talking about. Yes. Um, I host uh, a space pod, and I let's move on. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. The the sun has fried it. My secretly not. Yeah. Oh, there's Livy. It's a secret. You destroyed Livy. the secret. You're here. Yes. Check Join us. <laughs> Come on, Ray. Get it going. <laughs> Oh, I thought you had Grace alone. No, uh, I, did, I did not have no, Grace no. alone here on the panel. If I did, I'd be like, I would cry. All right, Anna, who are you? I am Anna Mitchell. I am the commanding officer of Garrison Tyrannus, which is the Virginia branch of the 501st Legion. That's the only cool thing about me. Uh, <laughs> and our late arrival. We're ourselves. introducing ourselves. Then. Yes. Hi, I'm Olivia Gorman. Um, I'm with Terrapin Base, which is based in Maryland and D.C. And now I have our special guest who we did not know was coming until Friday when I went surprise. So I'm so, the surprise guest, uh, E.K. Duncan, and I wrote Star Wars Ahsoka. Thank you, and thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me crash this panel. <laughs> We're not really sure who's more thankful right now. Someone cried. I won't point fingers. <laughs> We told her early so she'd yes. be able to like yeah. cool. compress. <laughs> okay, so you can get to know us a little bit better since we're not all super famous names with like, you know, best selling books. Uh, we're gonna do a quick <laughs> rapid fire round of future panelists. So, favorite film, these are all Star Wars, obviously. Favorite film for me, a new hope. Force Awakens. Empire. 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 <laughs> Favorite Star Wars book? You're not allowed to say Ahsoka. <laughs> I wouldn't anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's X Wing Starfighters Battlemark. That's a hard question. <laughs> and? That's a hard question. I don't care. <laughs> uh, pass. Come back to me. Pair to the Emperor. Darth Plagueis. Kenobi. We passed. It's your turn. You have to pick one. Um, I'll pick one for you, and you're not going to like it. <laughs> if it's going to be lightsabers, that's fine. I, I really like lightsabers. I was going to actually say the Crystal Star. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? Haru sees all. No, my favorite book is Bria live streaming her reading of the Crystal Star. <laughs> I may or may not have been a little tipsy. <laughs> a smidge. You have to be. <laughs> Favorite Star Wars character? You're allowed to say so. Can this one if you want to. Uh, Ray Organa. Ray, I will not say which one. <laughs> I'm going Officer Veers. I love him. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, also Leia. Okay, who's your favorite more obscure character? So basically someone who's not in the in the uh, films or the TV. Siri Hachi. <laughs> <laughs> we have an answer. That was the <laughs> Anna? It's that character from that, that movie. <laughs> I said not from the movies, gosh. Oh, not from the movies. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I... So Jackson... No, we're not, we're not bringing the Green Rabbit into this. <laughs> not in the movies? Not in the movies, not in the, not the, not the TV show. Not in the movies, not in the TV show. I'm not awake right now to remember obscure characters. <laughs> it's 1 p.m. <laughs> I'm exactly. going to say it again. Darth Plagueis. <laughs> I'll take it. Yep. Um, Shara Bay. Nice. <laughs> Shadow Jamal. Oh, no, 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 I lied. It's Tycho. It's Tycho tells you. I'm so sorry. You I said lied. not in the movies. That's true. He wasn't in the movies. Not officially. Uh, fine. Winter. <laughs> hey, I was going yeah. to say Winter. <laughs> winter was pretty cool. I didn't think she was really... Well, I guess she is kind of scary nowadays. Yeah, I mean, not many people recognize me when I walk around the way here. So. Yeah, true. Okay, favorite lightsaber battle in the entire series. Oh, I'm going with the final Anakin versus Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith. Because I like to cry. <laughs> I don't usually focus on the battles, but I guess uh, Rey and Kylo. End of. I, I don't even need to say which Rey and Kylo battle. There's only one. So. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Um. Uh, Luke and Vader in Empire. I think. I'm a huge Ray Park fan, so I'm looking at Obi V Mall. So. Which one? Which one? Well, the one where uh, Qui-Gon dies. So. <laughs> you sound so happy. <laughs> no, I, just, I love Jedi Jesus. So. <laughs> oh gosh, mine's a toss-up between Duel of Fates and um, the bit in Rebels when Ahsoka turns off the Seven Sisters lightsaber. That's amazing. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> To be fair, as far as spoilers go, like anything that's officially released is basically fair game at this point. Um, I'm not gonna like go in depth to Vader number one that happened last week or like maybe the events of Thrawn, but as far as the TV shows go, we're gonna talk about Thrawn, et cetera, et cetera. Well, read faster. <laughs> so in the Star Wars galaxy, like what would you be? Like career or Yeah. Like, would you go for me? I would Officer. be. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd be with people like working for a senatorial staff in Coruscant, but yeah. Joe? Mechanic. Force Hunter, Mandalorian Merc. Oh. <laughs> um. I would really like to live on Naboo, but like before all the shenanigans. <laughs> like pre Palpatine? Yeah. Basically, like, just be Jay. Like. Yeah, pretty much. It's really pretty cool. Before the Phantom Menace, basically, just kicking it on that boot. See, I was going to say about Alderaan. It's real so, Like, that gets dangerous, and then someone inevitably makes a rock joke. <laughs> okay. Last one. Rocking out on Alderaan. <laughs> All right, I already know what Anna's going to say. Oh, oh, what am I going to say? Empire, oh. Rebellion, Resistance, First Order, the Republic, or the Separatists? First Order. Who? Mm-hmm. Rebellion. I mean, we, we already Despite know what I'm going to say. Empire. 
Resistance. <laughs> okay, so to kick us off, so what did Star Wars mean to you growing up when you were younger? We, we don't have to keep going down the line. Whoever wants to jump in, go, go for it. I, like, don't have very many memories that don't include Star Wars. Um, we had this uh, record, you might have to Google that, um, <laughs> of the Empire, or of uh, Return of the Jedi. And, like, my earliest memories are, like, a strange fixation on Carrie Fisher's voice and a deep, deep fear of the Vader breathing mechanism, both of which have kind of like followed me throughout the rest of my life. So it's really that sort of like, I don't have a lot of memories that don't include Star Wars. So it's basically like literally and metaphorically how I got here. Did you hear like, I don't know if anyone else was here this early, but there was a point where you could just hear Vader breathing echoing through the entire hall and it freaked me out. Yes. Who would help you here? Anyone else? Oh, I'll go. Thank you. Thank you. So I think my parents had me start uh, watching Star Wars when I was still in the womb. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. So I don't remember a life without Star Wars. My father, see, because I wanted to be a girl who got to fight with a lightsaber, like, unfortunately, Leia never got to. But even though I was still her three times in a row for Halloween... Uh, my big, big, like, Star Wars crush was Luke Skywalker when I was very little. And uh, my father would uh, pretend to be Darth Vader when I was about six years old, and I would hide under the coffee table, and we would reenact the Return of the Jedi, and I'd go, no! And I'd leap out from under. He'd be like, yes, your sister. You know, I'd be like, Darth! And I'd leap out from under the coffee table. Yes, it was good times. And whenever, whenever my parents are like, what are you doing with your like, life? And I was like, listen, this is you. This is all you. And you fostered this obsession. So the only people you have to blame is yourself. So... <laughs> I was scared when I first watched it. My dad, it broke my dad's heart. I was so terrified of the aliens in the cantina scene. Like, that was like, I was like, as a kid, I was like, nope, dad. And he reintroduced it to me in middle school, and I just fell in love. You know, I just, everything about it, you know, it's a good story, had kick ass Leia, you know, like, it was just, it was an amazing story. And now it's been part of my life, and now I get to baby, I get to rule the, the Virginia. <laughs> She's terrifying. <laughs> Iron yes. You know, it, it's being in the 501st, you do get to meet the more obsessive Star Wars fans, you know, and, and you know, it's, but it's a great community. Like, like people who love Star Wars, they're very passionate about what they love and what they hate about Star Wars. <laughs> and uh, it's like, I don't know, like, like, it's part of the life too now, you know. Okay, do any of you remember being little and having kind of, mixed up memories not really able to not really being able to tell stories properly that kind of thing um so that was my cousin who was about my age and tried to explain star wars to me um so the death star was like this giant star that you could go into but you couldn't get out of and um the Ewoks were these little things that went and kidnapped Luke while he was sleeping, and I imagine them as tiny bipedal dinosaurs. <laughs> um, and those records that EK mentioned, um, yeah, the, the the day camp I went to when I was five had those, and I've always misheard lightsaber as lifesaver. 
it was a very confusing time. Um, so even before I remember watching the films, it was always just kind of in the background, even if it was completely scrambled and make no sense. And I could still draw those tiny bipedal dinosaurs kidnapping Luke Skywalker, Golden's travel style. But... Um, yeah, it's just kind of always been there. And then, uh, my older brother got some of the, the different reference books, the character books, the, the planet books, borrowed some of the other books. Um, so it was always like this massive universe that was laid out before me. Um, Star Wars is with you always. So we, I mean, I guess that none of us would necessarily disagree that Leia has been, Fairly inspirational to all of us growing up, and then for some of us, probably also Padme, because she was out there kicking some butt too on Geonosis and on the bill. But they were tended to be some of the only ones we saw when we were younger. So, how has that changed for all of us having, like, what has, how has what Star Wars means to us changed since we saw The Force Awakens with Rey as the lead, and we saw One with Jin as the lead, and, you know, they're the undisputed leads in these films. And we're even getting a new a new video game coming out in November with Iden Versio as the lead. So like how has how has Star Wars changed for you with the advent of these new female characters? And how do you guys think this will have an impact on the younger generation growing up? I mean, I think girls are I mean, girls are just as part of the, the fandom as, as men and I think, you know, as a half Korean, half black girl, I love seeing I love seeing all the characters, but I do especially love seeing the more diverse characters like Ray Sloan. You know, it's like as as a kid growing up, you know, you have like I love I love Leia. You know, she was she was the big part of life. But I think it's great for the little girls today to have more women to look up to, more strong women. I mean, a good Wonder Woman, a good you know Ray, a good like you know all these other good solid written characters that can be inspirational for, for anybody, really, not just girls, but young men, you know, young boys growing up. Yeah, um, when I was little, I really, really hated the fact that um, girls were always kind of put in their own little category for things, um, you know, like the Smurfette principle, um, you know, you would have, like, the smart one, the strong one, the cool one, the girl, Um because clearly that's a characteristic that totally defines that character. Um, and same with colors. You know, boys can like all kinds of colors. Girls get pink. She's um, a fine color. It's just, you know. You know, if it's, if it's the only one that's there and it's being forced down your throat, you kind of hate it. You kind of have a violent kickback reaction and avoid all pink things for years. Um, so... Seeing all the media today in which women are in so many different kinds of roles is huge, Um, especially like different kinds of women in different kinds of roles. It's amazing. And And like, it's been increasing for, you know, since I was little at this point, you see more and more of this. But um, when I saw The Force Awakens, got to the end I think I was almost in tears um which I do not cry at media easily I have to say I don't cry at Revenge of the Sith um listen when you've been sitting in your tears and one hand you could have cried anything 
Who are you watching Star Wars? I think I'd just be asleep at that point. Or angry. Probably angry. Um, Because it was like, oh, hey, this is like one for, this is a movie for us. And that's a weird feeling when you never really think of the other movies as not for you, but suddenly there's one that seems to be for you. I read a panel last year at a convention in July, and we were talking about Star Wars, and this one dad had his two little girls with him, they're maybe like eight, ten years old, and he said that before The Force Awakens came out, regardless of what you think about it, um, but before The Force Awakens came out, his girls weren't necessarily as interested in Star Wars. And then he said, well, The Force Awakens came out, and they were, all of a sudden, they loved it. So I asked the girl, and I said, so what was it that made you like it? Was it Rey as the hero? And they both nodded so emphatically, I thought their heads were going to fall off. And being able to see, I mean, I've been doing panels like this for way too many years at this point, and being able to see the change in the audiences that you see at, at conventions and in how people are reacting to this is so cool. When I saw The Force Awakens, um, the like fifth or eighth time, I don't remember. Anyway, there was this like little girl uh, several rows in front of us. And when Ray takes off her like goggles and pulls down her like head covering at the beginning, I hear this like tiny voice from the front row go, It's a girl! And it was like the greatest thing that's ever happened. And like opening night, it was packed. And I was sitting next to this like 40 year old white dude who cried when, when Ray caught the lightsaber. Like, so did everybody else, obviously. Who did like, that happen? But like, I was like, Star Wars Panda, we got this. Like, and so with writing the book, it was something I definitely took into consideration and realized that I was like I can do a thing and they literally hired me to do it (laughs) Um, and sort of put out more characters for people to bond with on both sides and um, I went on the Tumblr tag for the Ahsoka Tumblr tag and it's all these girls who started watching Clone Wars when they were 12 and now they're 18 and like super into Star Wars, and I was like, I'm writing this book for you guys, because... Wait, has it been that long? It was, yeah. It was 2008. Like, I was yeah. like, that was my first year of college when that film came out. It was mine, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And, and also, if anyone has any questions, or, yeah, okay, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> well, I was waiting for it. I mean, yeah, so, Ray is definitely the highlight of Force Awakens, mm-hmm. but how about the fact that you have a female stormtrooper? Hell yeah! Yes! Also, okay, oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna segue in my pet project. <laughs> All of them in Hotel My Pet Project. So something that the books and the comics have been doing really, really well as far as the Empire goes is, number one, yes, we got that female stormtrooper, and I almost cried in the movie theater. Granted, I was emotionally distraught at that point. But that's not the point. Don't watch all seven in a row. Like, starting at 7 a.m. and you end at 10. You cry. I cried at the Ewok celebration. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. <laughs> Um, and you're recording this, so that is forever. Everyone already, I think I already told everyone I cried. <laughs> but something that the new canon has been doing really, really well is including more women in the Empire and just uh, not everywhere quite yet because we're going to get... Side-eyeing that. rebels. <laughs> I was a side-eyeing rogue one. But um, the thing they've been doing really, really well is including more women in the Empire. So that way now someone like Admiral Dalla or Zard are not... They're not the odd woman out. They're not the exception that proves the rule. I mean, this book right here, Race of Woman is a goddamn queen. I shouldn't have said that. She's a, the queen. Like, she's a grand admiral. A world-less queen. She is running things. And then we have, you know, uh, actually, um, 
noticing Rebel Rising, there were two, there are other women in the Empire. We're seeing it be more and more common that it's not just entirely white British men. And yeah, but no, like, and there are also people of color in the first order too, which I got really excited about. Yeah. Um, someone else have their hand up for a comment? Yes. I mean, the Archie runs around and does that. Yeah. Literally. Did someone else have their hand up? Yes. yes. A lot of places. Um, actually, so Star Wars as a whole is doing a lot better. Um, the films, not quite so much. Rebels has been improving slowly, even though we have Herod's being well as some of the leads there. But honestly, I think it's the books and it's the comics that have been knocking it out of the park. Um, Want to talk about Afro now? I, I was being good. Thrawn alone has added at least another eleven Imperial women. Um, so it's it's more and not in like necessarily large roles because there's only a couple of like really significant roles in that book, but like even just in the background. Um, I think that's something that I would say probably a lot of or at least most of the panel had an issue with in Rogue One was the lack of women that you saw in the background. They did better with people of color, which thrills me, but there weren't tons of women. There was that one scene where it was clearly supposed to be super emotional and Cassian is getting everybody to sign on to like the deal. Yeah. And I was like, I'm supposed to be feeling a lot of things right now. And literally the only thing I can think of is they couldn't find one woman to sign on to this. Alex faces that in the novelization. There's a woman who joins that team. That's like, there, there are pilots in the backup too. Yes, there are some. And it's like, it's awesome how many people of color they had in the movie. That is a huge, that is several huge steps forward. Yes. But there are women of color too. And I feel like The Force Awakens do that really well in the background. Yeah. Um, and then Rogue One sort of had different priorities. Yeah, that, that was, the, especially reading some of the books, like, it's much more diverse in the Empire in, in the books, but in the movies, it's just all the British guys. <laughs> Which British guys are pretty cool, but yeah. Leia. <laughs> I think it's very interesting, like uh, with Clone Wars, that you've been watching this like a cartoon series that's targeted towards children, and it's it's passing the backlog. I mean, you've got female characters, talking about female characters, you're talking to a female character, and it's it's really astounding that they're making these choices, and they've been asked, the writers have been asked, are you doing this? I think it's something that's like a it's like a gradual improvement and my goal specifically is to keep pushing <laughs> if they let me <laughs> but that's, that's definitely something I'm Actually, I kind of wanted to discuss it, sorry, to you, but I promise this question was already written before you <laughs> were doing the panel. Um, because something that we've been seeing a lot more since the new canon started 
um, is the rise of young adult and middle grade fiction. Um, and specifically, the YA fiction has been focusing on the female characters um, with female authors. So in case you haven't read them, and let me tell you, do not let the YA label dissuade you from reading these books. Lost Stars is one of the best books I have read in the new canon. It's incredible. Um, yeah, I agree. It's it might be solid, the best. But with the possible exception of Bloodline. Bloodline. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever looking for a Star Wars book to read, just grab something by Claudia Gray, because yes. both of hers, her uh, contributions have been incredible, and she's got a layout book coming out in the fall, which I'm just going to probably saw my way through. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, so we got Lost Stars, Ahsoka, and Rebel Rising. So how do you think that sort of page representation and, and going out more towards the younger younger woman has been affecting things. Um, so I told the story, um, I think it was in New York, basically, when the first like time I really thought about Star Wars as a fan was when The Phantom Menace came out. Um, and I loved it, and it was like the first time I got to experience Star Wars live, and my favorite thing about it was that there were these girls who were good at like fighting and espionage and politics and fashion and like shooting people if they had to and they were 14 and so was I and that's sort of been my Star Wars like that's like what I am trying to give that experience to as many people as possible because it's pretty great and with the YA market it's so flexible right now that um, you have a lot more space to sort of add characters like Caden um, characters like Sienna and um, the side characters in Rebels Rising, whose name I forget because he's a dude and I can never remember the dude's name. Um, <laughs> they all look the same. But they're, all, but they're all like these really sort of well-developed backgrounds. And Lost Stars was the first YA book. There had been a ton of middle grade stuff like the Jedi Academy books, but there hadn't been a Star Wars book written for teenagers until Lost Stars, and that was like two years ago. Yeah. So um, I'm really, I really like the response to it. The response has been amazing, and hopefully we get to keep going because there are such like the teenagers in Star Wars are weird because they're either 14 and really really smart or 19 and really really angry, <laughs> and that combination of characters is like of characterizations is so much fun to write. So hopefully we'll be able to like continue with, with them. And how many weeks was it so great at the top of that? It was at the top for three weeks, and it was on the list for 13. <laughs> My blunt answer to that is if men don't want to see something just because there's a lot of women in the background or because a woman is the lead or because there happens there happens to be more than one woman at the forefront, they need to get over it. Like honestly that's that's just my thought. Like we've been women have been asked to relate to male characters, to people of color have been asked to relate to white characters very consistently over the years. And y'all can march it. Not you. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's just my 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 uh, my one thought on that. But I think also, I don't know if anyone else wants to jump in here that you need them both in the background, and then you also need them within the small, like the supporting and larger roles, because otherwise you do keep adhering to the smart bat principle. Yeah. yeah. It, um, as a as a society and a culture, we have the um, straight white cis male default as a mindset. So, like anything that diverges from that is like is considered not normal. While that is normal, that's just you know a person. And then other than that, those are the characteristics again, like this word that principle. And I think that mindset is what causes that, you know, in Star Wars and in other franchises, because it's certainly not a problem only Star Wars has. Um, So you have that going on, and having more uh, women, people of color, uh, queer people behind the scenes does help combat that, because then they can be like, wait a second, you're forgetting other people exist. So that's a huge step forward, but it's, you know, it's a problem. It's It's like a huge step forward, but we're taking it in tiny steps. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think, I know a lot of people weren't happy about Legends, and I myself went through like the seven stages of grief when it happened. Um, But I think wiping that slate clean gave Star Wars an opportunity to take another look at everything and perhaps go maybe the thoughts of the 1970s are how we see things today and give a chance to force correct. Um, as far as I'm aware, the Lucasfilm is pretty, they get to do what they want for the most part. I mean, they have to run some stuff up through Disney, but I don't think Disney is coming down to them and saying, do this. I think Kathleen Kennedy, I think the story group are all, they're all very aware. Like at least half the story group is on Twitter and they see, they see everything. Whether or not they want to, I feel bad for them. Um, but I, I think I think that people it's Lucasfilm who it's coming from. Yeah, I was just going to ask what you thought about all the comments Kathleen Kennedy makes uh, in interviews at public in, in public conventions and stuff about bringing women more to the forefront of Star Wars. And the comment that I think it's not Disney, I think it's Kathleen Kennedy who really has a lot of influence on the more recent stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing I would say as far as Kathleen Kennedy's comments is that I need to see her hire a female director. Or female screenwriters before I'm like, I I appreciate what she's saying, but also hire the directors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Comment I wanted to make after uh, the lady that there were scenes, but I was at Star Wars Celebration, and there was a panel about the women of Star Wars, and they announced the the new line of the female action figures, and the cartoon shorts. Of course, they're going with those. So they are doing a lot more, I think, within Lucasfilm to really push that they have these strong female so I think that that is definitely a sign that they are moving in that direction. I don't think any of us would dispute that they've been making steps in the right direction. It's just a matter of we would probably like to see them be made a little bigger. Yeah. So, um, I do have to say about wiping the slate clean, I think that was a huge contributor to the improvements we've been able to see, at least as far as the expanded universe goes. Um because no matter how many uh, women were being added in, um, 
in more recent years in the expanded universe and how many people of color were being added in, there were there was already like a huge base foundation of tons of white dudes and tons of white straight dudes, I should say. Cornhorn. Cornhorn. Just cornhorns everywhere. <laughs> um so being able to have women and people of color and queer people from the start as uh, building block characters is huge and it influences everything that comes after. Well, I have to say, myself, I didn't have 17 degrees. I didn't have 17 degrees. I didn't have 17 degrees. Don't you think that actually takes away, though, because when you have a character like Mara Jade, she actually stands as either the equal or in some ways the superior of Luke Skywalker. She stands on her own very strongly. And actually, she's the one who defeats Sabat. She's the one who kills him. Okay. So, I'm just going to talk about this very, very briefly because I'm not going to devolve this into a discussion on Legends. I, that's my Twitter feed way too much. Um, <laughs> I think, number one, Mara was dead in the expanded universe, so we weren't really getting that many more stories about here. We might have gotten one more from Tim if he had done turn that into a been able to turn that into a trilogy, but he didn't. Um, number two, yes, there are a lot of women who are no longer a part of the Star Wars canon. That includes Mara, that includes Jaina, that includes Tenel Ka, that includes a lot of them. I'm a huge fan of the expanded universe. I will fight people over the X-Wing series in the best way possible. Um, but again when you looked at the expanded universe, and I did it very, very much in depth fairly recently. Actually, I did it right as the decision came out about it being sold to Disney. Most of the books I was looking at, they the headlines were guys. Um, unless you counted, I mean, yes, a lot of the Skywalker people got to be in there, but most of the other one-off stories, it was guys. Um, so overall, yes, there are things I miss, and I think there's things that all of us who read Legends miss, but Overall, they've been able to do a heck of a lot better. Unless anyone else here wants to comment about that, we're not going to continue these discussions. Which I understand. I know. Trust me. I wish I understand, but like again, I'm not devolving this discussion on legends. Um. Yes. So, what do you feel about the development of the new canon of the wider universe and how they're using women to develop that? I'm thinking like Saros and Afra and. Yeah. More than just being empire or rebellion or other other things to do in the universe. I'm going to do a shout out to Marvel because the very first book that they did about a brand new character was about a queer woman of color, and like huge shout out to them for doing that. Um, I'll let any of you guys want to do this because I've been talking too much. Um, I I will confess I um, mostly read the good guy books. Because um, I only have so much time, um, but I I like that this sort of the the way that the the new universe is going is that, um, and this is like totally fan Kate talking, just so you all know, um, that it's like it's starting to stand on its own, like it's becoming sort of independent of this like family drama. <laughs> um, like this intergenerational family drama um, which is great I love that because it's both hilarious and super tragic but like um, as most families are exactly but it's it's starting to stand on its own a little bit so you get things like Space Guatemala which is like the best thing that Lucasfilm has ever sort of stumbled into sideways and like um, and that kind of stuff so I think that um, incorporating all the new characters has been fantastic for that sort of thing 
um, whether it happened on purpose or by accident because someone said something in an interview and then a colorist put it into a comic book or whatever. Like that has been sort of a, a cool new angle to take, which I have really enjoyed on both sides as like being someone who gets to add stuff, but also someone who gets to read stuff. Well, it was like I went to the Linda Carter um, event at, at Library of Austin or Library of Congress with the Library of Austin thing, and she made a good, she made a good point. She was like, you know, women encompass fifty percent, you know, fifty percent of the world, and you would think in Star Wars they're fifty percent of the galaxy, except for the alien races that are like, you know, you know, different. But <laughs> but you know, so like so like, why wouldn't the universe be fifty percent? Why can't we have more? more just women, more stories. And, and I do think that the new canon and the new movies are definitely improving on that. And, and you know, I, I, I wasn't as in love with a lot of the books and the legends. You know, like, I wasn't crying. I was crying, but I wasn't crying that much. Um, you cried when they announced Ron came back, I know, because I was there. I was crying. <laughs> you jumped through my roof. I, like, just started... I was in fetal position. <laughs> Um, you know, so, and I cried like the first few chapters of Trump, but that's not about women, <laughs> but, you, know, <laughs> um, you know, and so I, I love how they are working more to have more diversity, more just every, everybody, you know. Do I have anything <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it go. back to Ray. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> I'm taking Ray. Yeah. Are you really? Sorry. <laughs> but um, since I work with the Rebel Legion and I'm a Ray costumer, I can see kind of the impact that, you know, her character has on little girls. And we touched upon this um, recently, but and we also touched upon how we all cried when she held out her hand and that lightsaber shot across past Kylo Ren, who did a really sweet dodge. <laughs> uh, so... Um, but with Ray, um, I remember growing up and I actually wrote a little kind of blurb article trying to get a position working for <laughs> a uh, online geek site. But um, it was called, What Does Ray Mean to Me? And uh, we talked about seeing in um, the, like, in the Attack of the Clones and stuff, we got to see, you know, female Jedi fighting, but we, like, never got to hear, like, their stories. We knew Padme, but who, who are these female Jedi who are walking around in the background and everything? And I remember... Um, my parents were a very conservative, very religious Catholic family. And so I didn't get to watch uh, Clone Wars and stuff with Ahsoka. And so that wasn't part of my early life. It was just these movies. And my grandparents actually had an extended cut of the DVDs. And I got to see Grievous kill Shock T. And that broke my heart. <laughs> it broke my heart because I was like, oh, look, it's a female Jedi. Oh, oh, she's dead. <laughs> And so when I was sitting in that movie theater that Thursday evening, um, after I fought to get those sites, it's Fandango and all those sites crashed. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm here. Um, and Ray was uh, in that, you know, wooded snow scene and she held out her hand in that lightsaber shot. I had tears just, you know, going down my face. The girl all the way in the back was with me. She was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. So... Ray means a lot to me, and I can see it every day when I, you know, go out in this costume and I meet these little girls dressed up as her. And, I mean, it means the world. I pretended I was Luke Skywalker when I was little, but it was only because I didn't, you know, I couldn't connect with these female Jedi because I was a huge tomboy and I just wanted to fight with a lightsaber, and I still do. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it was it was so great, and I'm so excited to see what they can do with her more um, in terms of her character and her development. So 
but I was like, I just have to give another rape plug because <laughs> I'm just sitting here in this costume. But the death of Shakti broke my heart. I was like, look, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a scene. And I was like, it's the extended cut. I wonder why it's so short. Oh, oh, because Grievous stabs her in the back. And they were like, you're going to pay Grievous. And I was like, yeah, make him pay. <laughs> so. You sound like me with what happened to Varys at the end of the Clone Wars because oh I latched on yes. Varys. I latched on her so hard in because um, she looked really cool and she had some books that were in the old Legends verse. And then I watched Clone Wars and I spent the next hour screaming um, <laughs> to some friends on Skype. It was pretty bad. But the one thing I wanted to ask was for those of us who are in the Bioverse Revolution, how cool is it that we now have like so many other ladies that people not only like that people that we can costume as and that people recognize? It's you know, that's like I I do male characters. Okay, know. well besides Anna. Well no 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 but, no no but but I do like there are more choices for us to do. Like, you know, yeah, I do male characters, but then actually, really, the officer really isn't a male character anymore because now there are female Asian officers, and I've been trying to get her to do race alone for a while, and she hasn't gone. Well, I mean, I I'm half black, but I don't look black. I'm only half Asian, but I do I do Afro. <laughs> I think like I've just observed it. I'm not in either of either of the costume groups, but um, I like to stand between the booths at cons because that's where the Star Wars fans come, and then I get to talk. To them. And so, like, just watching, like, tiny, tiny children realize that there's, like, a Ray in a costume, or, um, like, there was a couple people who recognized Afra on Friday, and they were, like, children, and um, just sort of, like, it's the reaction that I'm used to seeing for Chewbacca, and Ray gets it now. And that's sort of like this. It's really cool for me, like watching to see it happen. So I can imagine what it's like when someone just like hurdles out of nowhere and hugs you. Okay. I find yeah. it bizarre that small children hug me when I'm seeing my <laughs> sister. Like I don't, I can't see, it, I can't see it happening because I have no vision like past here. And the next thing I know, there's like. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, just a funny, quick story. Just made me think of it. The kids interacting. I part of another group and we do um stuff choreography and shows and stuff at um big kind of star wars events and um we have a member who was doing a night sister massage ventress and she um she was standing there and we were waiting and suddenly here comes an impact on young boys too we should just talk about that these female characters like how they mean a lot but there was a little there was a group it was a little boy and they had the clone wars obi-wan and anakin and they had their outfits and they had masks and she was in a size and she, she steps out onto like this kind of like causeway that wraps around this baseball field and just strikes a pose. And so in character, this little boy, and they're like four and six. <laughs> the little boy who's Anakin pushes aside Obi-Wan <laughs> and goes... <laughs> So I died. I was like, oh God, where's my camera? Would I need it? Why don't I have a GoPro at half these events? But he did. So in character, just pushes him aside, back, like clotheslines his brother, and then just stands there and holds his pose. And she's like, hey guys, and kind of tries to break character, and he's like this. <laughs> didn't like we it took a while for her, him to kind of calm down but you know he realized oh my god i'm faced with Sasage ventress herself and you know watch it i got this but i couldn't like i it couldn't have been more in character when these kids had no idea <laughs> okay, we're almost out of time so real quick uh, i i do revolution in new york city and i 
So if you have one, come up here and grab a book. 9199-9180-9241-9139-9223. Keep going. Oh. oh, how many books do we have? We're just going to go down the line again. 9222. 9229-9234-9187. Nine one eight eight. Super cute. Nine two zero four. You got one. Come up your best. Which one do you guys want? F R Z Ron Rogue One. Are we gonna go again? Four. How many books? There we go. Nine two zero eight. Yes. Yes, I'm great. Yeah. Nine two three three. All right. Just pick one book. Uh, I got five more. Quick, go, 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 go. Oh, I got four more. Nine one six six. Nine two one five. We have two people. Uh, Nine two three seven. This is the last one. This is the last one. If they're here, if they're here. Nine two one eight. I think that might. Thanks, that. I see one. Is anyone else coming up to us? Okay. At this point, I'm just going to hand them off. 9163? 
Oh, that's, that's the last, last but not least. You got oh, one. You oh. Was there oh. two? You have a one? I'm sorry. I mean, whoever. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys all okay. coming for. Thank you.